Welcome to another episode of The Essentials Podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Flint, and I am glad that you decided to click on this next show. This is most definitely an educational podcast. I feel like I never say that, but it's definitely implied with the content, you know. But um, I hope everybody's doing great and had a great week. And this episode, I'm going to be talking about April theory. Now that April is over, I was thinking of ways to give it some credit for teaching us all some lessons. In a way, this theme goes along with some of the things I have previously spoken about on how springtime does have psychological influences on us, but I'm going to go even deeper into that. So generally speaking, I know that not everybody had the same experiences, obviously, in the month of April, but I think that most of us can agree that it felt like the seasonal depression definitely lifted and this is because as humans we have the ability to be symbolic in our cultures it's used in everyday life religion literature art you name it having spring be symbolic of renewal and growth is an age-old example of that so you know being me i cannot leave out that spring is symbolic even in the bible Renewal ties into the resurrection of Jesus for Christians because it is representative of starting over. What was dead comes back to life, and that is spiritually symbolic. And here are just two of the many examples out of the Bible um, on this theme. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. And that is from Hosea 6.3. And then we have, let my teaching fall like rain and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. Deuteronomy 32, 2. So obviously spring being used as a sign of spiritual nourishment, refreshment, and starting over has definitely been around for a little while. So what is April theory exactly and why is it coming to us as a new idea? TikTok's April theory, yes, this came from TikTok, claims that the start of the new month, which also coincides with the start of spring and daylight savings, will bring happiness, new energy, new passions, and better mental health as people say goodbye to the darker months of winter. Popbuzz.com says, one TikToker further explains the whole thing, adding, April theory can be real if you make it. I think it helps if you're in the northern hemisphere, but go get that happiness. This doesn't mean your relationships will end. It doesn't mean to forget your goals. It means build on those things in the best way for you. Okay, so this is trending on TikTok right now, and people are talking about whether or not the theory is real. So the deal with it is that it's a manifestation theory, which are commonly found on social media, especially um, nowadays. People are saying they feel so much better and all this but it totally makes sense why. So I actually want to pull the manifestation part out of it and then take a look at it again. Of course people feel better. Really, it has nothing to do with manifesting anything. And before I move on to that portion, um, I do want to kind of go back to what I was saying before about the symbolism. And the reason that we all feel better during spring isn't solely because of symbolism. That's just one of the major reasons why it's so indicative of feeling better is that in humanity, we happen to use symbolism um, all the time. So it does play a big role, but it's not the only reason why we feel better in the spring. Okay, so now going back to what I was saying about how 
um, people really do feel better in the spring, regardless of manifestations. Seasonal affective disorder does have major mood effects on people all winter, mainly January, February, and March months, but everything turns around in the spring. So if you're one of many who suffer with um, like chronic depression or like major depression, but it stems from those winter months and feeling isolated and just so many different factors that can induce some of those feelings of depression, like being cold, having it get dark earlier. You probably can't wait for everything to start getting better when it starts getting warmer out, which is in the beginning of spring. So you may find that all of those um, depression symptoms kind of just fade away. So let's take a look at warm weather and see what that does for us. Psychiatrists, biomedical researchers, and other health experts often talk about how weather and mood are connected. And there are numerous articles out there to read on the topic, and I think it's so interesting. So we get a sun-induced mood boost, and we are able to engage in more boosting activities as well. People tend to exercise more because it's brighter and warmer. And exercise, even like 10 minutes a day, can have some pretty significant effects on our health. And like, yes, you can go to the gym all year long, but being outside, running, walking, biking, jogging, hiking, swimming, etc., it feels so different, more fulfilling and refreshing even. At least to me, they do. Like running on a treadmill is so different from running outside with new views and fresh air and birds and like grass and dirt, you know? So with that, we're already spending more time in nature. And other ways that we do this in the spring is by gardening or hanging at the park with friends and families or being out in your own backyard, having picnics, cooking outside, camping, fishing, going to spring markets and dining outdoors at cafes and restaurants. All of those things really help us to spend more time in nature. And some scientific evidence to support these claims from BMC Public Health states that apart from the promotion of physical activity, it has been suggested that a natural environment may have intrinsic qualities which enhance health or well-being. So there are various theories that have been proposed to explain those potential direct effects of nature. And um, one, for example, proposes that nature provides the particular environmental stimuli to allow restoration from attention fatigue, which occurs during the performance of cognitive tasks that require prolonged maintenance of directed attention. Now, just to give you some neuropsychological background, Directed attention is the allocation of attention in a directed manner to perform something specific or focus selectively in a sustained way on something. So when you are engaging in directed attention, you are using specific attention mechanisms of the brain which handle incoming distractions while maintaining focus on a specific task. So there's always competition from other stimuli that can cause like a shift in focus. And um, that can be a lot. So a lot of people can get fatigued from that. So back to the article that it was talking about how um, this fatigue can happen after prolonged maintenance of that kind of directed attention. There were restorative qualities of the environment that promoted feelings of being away from those types of routine activities. And 
you kind of get this soft fascination with features in the natural environment that are attracting your attention without requiring so much directed mechanical effort. So that feels super relaxing and calming. So that's why it helps to be out in the natural environment. There are psychophysiological theories that talk about how stress recovery works through having almost like this innate connection to parts of our natural world, especially like water features and spatial openness. And those things can trigger positive emotional reactions. And there are so many studies done on this, cross-sectional ones, just tons of them. So now we've kind of taken a look at the benefits of being outside. What else is there that contributes to these general feelings of happiness and renewal? Well, for one, there's also clothing and fashion trends. So if you are feeling good about what you're wearing, that's definitely going to impact the way that you carry yourself and increase your confidence. And being more confident would help to boost your mood. So there's a thing called dopamine dressing, and that is spring's biggest trend. People opt for bright or bold statement pieces and maybe pair it with more subtle colors and accessories. Plus, it's the season for getting rid of old things. Literally, out with the old and in with the new, which is this recurring theme of the April theory. And less layers. So when you're putting on your seatbelt in the winter, you've got to get past the coat and the scarf, and that's just considering you can grasp the seatbelt with your gloves on. So in the spring, people are able to dress more lightly, which is for some people way more comfortable. And in the spring and summer, my girls and I will definitely be taking part in sundress season and Instagram will definitely be hearing about that from us, but it's just a feel good time of year. And then you have your seasonal events like the balloon festival. Um, we have one in my area that's annual and it's in the beginning of June. And then, of course, there are outdoor concerts, parades, sporting events, flower shows. Albany has a lovely tulip festival every Mother's Day weekend, for those interested. And then, for those of you who thoroughly enjoy socialization, spring is the opening season for that, too. I think it's way more relaxed to have gatherings outdoors on a late spring evening than it is to have an enclosed, like, winter indoor party. Spring really is the light at the end of the tunnel, and it gives us a reminder of the things that summer has in store for us. Like, it's a little sneak peek, because it's still kind of cold some random days. Like, my hands are cold right now, but I think that's because my hands are always cold. But overall, people are treating this new theory like it's a conspiracy. And I think the, the hesitation or, like, the skepticism kind of stems from the fact that it's, like, a manifestation theory that people are jumping on board with. But as I was saying, you don't have to be manifesting anything or be into like zodiac readings or whatever in order to understand or feel the effects of April and all the good things that it brings with it. Like whether or not you're looking at it through a Christian lens or a naturalistic scientific way or whatever the manifestation stuff entails, I don't know. I think that everybody could reach the same consensus that all of these April factors do in fact contribute to a better mood and a better mood leads to increased productivity, problem-solving skills, creativity, and a higher likeliness to want to maintain good mental and physical health. So with all of this being said, April Theory has kind of nudged a sense of assurance and eagerness in those who have been struggling during the cold winter months and reminds us that we can start over. We can make things new again. We can replenish our souls and rejuvenate our lifestyles and welcome this beautiful rebirth. 
that we get to witness. And the Song of Solomon 2, 11 to 12 says that, For behold, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. So with that, I'm going to conclude this episode of The Essentials. I hope you guys enjoyed it or learned something new. Either way, thanks for the listen. I always appreciate it. And while you're here, be sure to check out all the other great podcasts that are also here on the BMG Network.